Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey Jonathan, how's it going? Amy, uh, I've walked a few steps this week. Yeah, I bet you have. I've been I've been keeping track of your uh, your adventures online. Yes, we've been at Disney this week out here in Anaheim, California for some SBC annual meeting related work. Uh, worked a few days this week out here, brought the family along, and in the the off hours, did some Disney, and we um, we, we we put in a few steps. I did thirty one thousand yesterday, and our last day, and uh, we fly home today. So it's been a great week, but I'm uh, I'm I'm tired of walking. Oh, I bet, I bet. I've seen the the pictures on on social media. It looks like you guys have had a great time. We have, we have. We'll, we'll I'll give you a little recap at the end of the show. And All right, we'll talk a little bit of Disney. And, and what to expect out here if you come and go to Disney at the annual meet, while you're here for the annual meeting. So we'll get to that at the end of the show. But before we get into the show this week, we do want to thank our sponsor each and every week here on the podcast, Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. All the upheaval and disruption over the last two years have left many asking, what does ministry look like now? The Ministry Now Conference will answer this question next week on March 22nd and 24th. Experienced ministry leaders from across the nation will gather at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas to explore how God's churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth, built by expert practitioners, and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry, this gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve God. So join them in Fort Worth, Texas next week, March 22nd to 24th, and get your tickets now at swbts.edu slash ministrynow2022. That's swbts.edu slash ministrynow2022. All right. Looking forward to that next week. I know, I know they're really excited about that at Southwestern and uh, going to have a great crowd and a great event there on the campus in Fort Worth, Texas next week. Amy, we start this week up in Maryland, Delaware, where we have a new executive director. Yeah, this is a big announcement. So Michael Crawford was unanimously named by their general mission board as the convention's executive director on Thursday. So he has been with the Baptist Convention of Maryland, Delaware for eight years. He's done a lot of things there in Maryland. He had been a SIN network director for Maryland, Delaware. He co-founded the Banquet Network, which is about uh, for assessing and equipping churches, founded a, a bunch of things, seems very entrepreneurial, has written a couple of books, pastored at uh, the church he planted, Freedom Church in Baltimore, really great things about him that are written out. I've not met him, but I really look forward to, to meeting him. Also very impressive in this, uh, in this article, which we'll have in the show notes. It says that he has completed seven triathlons. So, yeah, I, I would not be challenging him to a race, Amy, or a right. swimming competition or anything on a, a bicycle as well. Right. Not a, not a chance. Yeah, but an but impressive, not, uh, very, but very impressive. But but not um, as impressive as his there. work for the church, obviously. I mean, the Iron obviously, Man's one thing. Obviously, but, but it's just, right. It's just something we like to to mention in there that jumped out from the article. So it's a really good, really good release that is there at Baptist Press. Kind of gives some more information about him, and I know lots of people will be eager to meet him in Anaheim. I'm sure. Absolutely, I, I look forward to meeting him as well. So we'll have to see if we can get him maybe scheduled here on the podcast. Get more information 
about Michael and his work up there in the Maryland, Delaware area. So uh, really excited about him being there and excited for our friends up in Maryland, Delaware and the future of that convention. Amy, we got some news related to the pastors conference. We have a nominee announcement for president. Daniel Dickard, pastor of Friendly Avenue Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. So yeah, not North too Carolina, far from me. Not South Carolina, by the way. Just that's, pointing that out. That's right. That's right. One of us may um, have made that mistake this week. Yes. I don't believe it was me. No, it was not. Yeah. So, and Friendly Avenue is a great church there in Greensboro, not too far from me. Actually, uh, knew somebody who was, I want to say, on that search committee, maybe, and they were really, really interested in in finding a great pastor. And so I think they were very excited when Daniel Dickard came to be the pastor there. Uh, But he's going to be nominated for president of the pastor's conference by Jordan Easley, who is the senior pastor of First Baptist Church of Cleveland, Tennessee. He shared a video on social media on Wednesday and said that his primary reason for the nomination is that Daniel Dickard loves the Southern Baptist Convention. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but that's why he believes he should be president of the pastor's conference. So this is the first nomination for pastor's conference president. We'll see if any more come in. Yeah. I expect there will be some, uh, like, you know, we, is it me, Amy, or are the nominations coming a little slower this year? And I'm not complaining about that, by the way, I'm just throwing that out there. It seems like it. A little later. It it seems like we're kind of the pendulum maybe swinging back to this kind of normal. it's, It's moving back in the direction of when we used to see them. Yes. Um, so the, maybe the typical time yeah. frames. Yeah. Yeah. Last year and the year before got a little bit out of whack. I think we were we we had people nominating or announcing nominations the year before, like, you know, more than six months out, which right. is not normal. Super early. So we're we're back to a normal pattern, I think, now. So it may seem later yes. to some folks, but it's actually the norm. So we'll see if anyone else is nominated along with Daniel Dickard to be president of next year's Pastors Conference. Amy, we have some news from Missouri where Hannibal LaGrange, we kind of heard about this and uh, seen some things online about this. Finally got a story this week about this, though. But Hannibal LaGrange facing a severe budget shortfall. Yeah, so we've been hearing some things about about that. Obviously, they've just, uh, they're going through a leadership transition when Anthony Allen stepped down. But they held a 10-hour prayer meeting last week to intercede for this financial shortfall they're in, which is reportedly between a half million and a million. Uh, so quite quite significant. They had more than 100 people that participated in it. It was led by Claude King, and he just kind of directed people to focus on the kingdom of God, knowing that uh, the Lord knows what is happening and just placing it before him. So uh, that's something that's a, a huge focus there at Hannibal LaGrange and obviously something that we'll be keeping an eye on in yeah. the days ahead. We have a little bit more information in a story by Scott Barkley and Baptist Press today when we're recording this on Friday the 18th. Uh, but they are looking at a $690,000 debt right now and looking to raise an additional one point five and change by June 30th and uh, saying that that will be necessary to begin the new academic year without incurring more debt. So uh, about a $2.2 million fundraising effort there by our friends up at Hannibal LaGrange. And uh, we'll kind of keep an eye on that, see if there's any more information coming from that. 
in the future. All right, Amy, uh, we have an update from the Sex Abuse Task Force. They released something this week that said Guidepost Solutions is beginning to draft its final report, uh, including independent recommendations that's in preparation for the publication of the full report and recommendations prior to the SBC annual meeting. Uh, Also, are continuing to schedule interviews. So they've had, they, they have met with ERLC leaders and are reviewing archived ERLC documents because uh, obviously we know that some of this investigation was related to some information that had come from the ERLC. So that is all within the scope of the EC investigation. They've also scheduled 12 more interviews with current or former trustees, and they're still in the process of contacting 22 additional trustees. So it's a lot of interviews still left to come. They have already had 133 of them. Um, So just lots of things. I think all total current and former EC trustees and employees have already interviewed about 170. So um, lots and lots of information that they're going through. So even as they continue to gather things, they have had to start writing the report, I guess. That makes a lot of sense because this is, uh, they, they can't wait until the last minute. So the update just really was to say the work is being done. All right. That Baptist press release that comes from their update will be in the show notes. It gives a few more details of all the information that yeah. they have, but, but it's good. Um, and that, actually connects with, you know, Guidepost just released an Mm -hmm. independent assessment this week. This is kind of of interest, I think, for some of our listeners at Christianity Today. That's over uh, how they handled things on the human resources side. Or didn't handle. Or didn't handle some pretty serious sexual harassment claims that were made against two leaders over the years. And so when the CEO learned about that, I think a couple of years ago, something like that, they reached out and and got Guidepost to come in and do a third party investigation. Mm-hmm. And so the results of that assessment came out this week. I, I, I didn't know. I don't think anybody really knew no, that Guidepost realize. was, was yeah. doing it. So this is something that a lot of organizations are doing. And we may see more of these, especially if there are concerns. Well, we, we have all these states that are looking into things as well. I remember right. we passed a bunch of those uh, recommendations this past fall. So it's possible that states could unearth some things they didn't know and bring guidepost in to, to help with a, a right full or, assessment, a, or so. other, yeah, or other yeah. groups. So, uh, but so, this gives true. an example of some, yeah, but this gives an example of something that, that came out. The CT story about it was the thing that was circulating the most, but you kind of, when you're in that, you could link to the statement from the CEO, Timothy Dalrymple, which also gave a link to the guidepost report. It was 39 pages. And so gives an example of the work that they do. And Amy, there was another instance of sex abuse uh, that came to light this past week around the SBC uh, last Friday, or I think it was last Thursday night, maybe. Um, that we found out and reported on in Baptist Press, as we typically do for these stories whenever we find out about them. A youth pastor in Georgia and several other people from uh, the same church were arrested for sexual abuse of teenagers and children. That's right. So this was uh, sexual exploitation of children and connected with, with taking videos. So an incredibly difficult story to read. I'm not going to go into detail about it. But the link will be in the show notes that kind of explains. And this was just egregious, difficult. Uh, uh, I don't even know how I was. I was crushed when I read it. But it came from a 
kind of a sting operation, essentially. Um, It's called Operation Spring Cleaning that the Floyd County Police Department did. They rescued a child from the home of Austin Perkins, who was the volunteer in the student ministry at Grace Fellowship Baptist Church in Cave Spring, um, and then had, uh, you know, arrested several others. That church is currently without a pastor or any other staff. And so uh, he had been an unpaid student ministry volunteer who had resigned before this happened, um, but uh, for some different matters, and but was not not doing the work a, a anymore. But the church, according to the uh, director of missions for the Floyd County Baptist Association, the church was completely caught off guard. And so they're kind of working through that and working with law enforcement. This is a tough one. Yeah. And uh, it's important to just always remember, you know, report, 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 cooperate with the authorities, you know, all of those things. But as, as you said, it's important to give these updates and also to realize that as we say, we're going to take this seriously, that means we are going to hear these reports. And so it doesn't mean the problem goes away. It means we actually learn about it because we have to take action. Yes, absolutely. Action is an absolute must. So uh, if we have anything else on that story, we'll bring it to you here on the podcast, as well as any others uh, that we find out and report on over at Baptist Press. Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week. Bring us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1949 when uh, folks, folks were getting ready for the SBC annual meeting. And uh, a Is lot it held of the, in May at that time still? I believe, I believe so, yes. And so they really were starting to get ready. Yeah. It was going to be in Dallas. And so we talk a lot about interesting travel patterns to the SBC annual meeting. We talk about folks, as you know, as I love taking the train. We talk about uh, people when they encouraged everyone to get bumper stickers so they kind of go in groups and, and things like that. All, all sorts of options. Well, this is an interesting one. So it's in the uh, March 16th. 1949 issue of Baptist Press, and it says a Dallas airline company had offered to fly groups of Southern Baptists to the annual convention meeting to to Dallas. J.V. Lincoln of the Aero Travel Club of America said his company is prepared to provide air transportation round trip for groups from any point in the nation to the meeting that they give luxury transportation at a discount over regular airline rates, plus the added convenience of schedules and traveling companions, particularly fitted to the customer. This is, he, he's trying to see if anybody wants to charter his flights. That's essentially what it was. And they were putting this out there. My favorite part at the bottom of this is it says, it actually came in the Baptist Press issue that you can get from the Southern Baptist Historical Library and Archives. It said, note to editor, you might want to try your luck getting an ad from Mr. Lincoln. And uh, somehow that did not get removed from. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't look like there is an ad from Mr. Lincoln, but uh, they. Well, it's going out to the editors. It's not going out to. Oh, okay. It's going out to paper. Oh, it's going. Oh, this is. It's after the 30. This is the thing that's going on the wire for the yeah. paper editors. So now it makes me want to go digging yeah. around in state papers from that time to see if the Aero Travel Club, I may go back looking in the, cause I can go look at biblical recorder archives. I can look at Tennessee Baptist and reflector. Maybe they got ads. I'm not sure, 
But this is fascinating to me that in 1949, basically a charter company, you know, and we make all these jokes about like, if people charter an airplane, you know, that's this, uh, you know, that that's, that's an added expense or that's not, you know, good. Uh, probably back then it was very different. Well, we had a state exec who bought his own airplane. Remember? Well, yeah. Cause Out it was flying. New Mexico. Was that New Mexico? Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I'm kind of to mow it to be clear. Yeah. So I just, I think it's really interesting and they put this out. I, I want, I now want to know, did anybody do it? And I don't know, but did I'm anybody, like some... to try to get the ads or whatever. No, I mean, did any, did, oh, any did anybody groups use do the this? Aero Travel Service of America or whatever? Aero Travel right. Club of America. Right. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. So really fascinating. I don't know too many people that do that now, but maybe it was a bigger thing back then, especially as air travel was just different, you know? Mm -hmm. So it says, um, I'm looking this up. Let's see. The well, back aero then, air travel, it was like something like you got dressed up for, you know? And, and right. now it's like, you know, today I'm flying home from Southern California and I'll be lucky if there's no one in pajamas and like slippers on, right. on my flight. I remember when I, the, my first flight was when I was eight years old and I remember we had to kind of dress nice for it. So I don't think I had to put a dress on, but like we, we, we had to, I had to put like nice pants on and stuff like that. So it's, it's kind of, now I just wear, you know hat, whatever, jeans, you see, as you said, you see people in pajamas, all that stuff, but not me. Very, very interesting. But I know people, we're encouraging folks, go ahead and make your travel plans. I'm actually working on my flights right now. Uh, but you know, they were also doing the same thing and even considering charter flights this week in SBC history. Yeah, at the rate gas prices are right now, it might be cheaper to do that than than drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you, the gas prices are really hurting my uh, attempts for the RV trip. You know, oh, it, yeah. It, it, oh the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The chances the chances were slim. They're pretty much zero now. So yeah, that, that's a, unless you have a you know a, a generous benefactor, right? Yes, I, I don't see the RV trip happening. That's a, that's a very good point. Yeah, there's no way. So wow. Yeah, didn't think about that until you brought it up. So, yeah, the RV trip is off for Anaheim. There's there's just no way right now with these gas prices. No way. So, all right. Yeah, you can't even take the RV down the street to the, like, the little bitty place that y'all like to go to. Just it's 20 minutes away. Right, right. I mean, we can, but we can, it's, uh, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's a point where the gas prices are hitting it because, the, the great thing with RVs is that means you don't have to, you, you don't, the, the fee to stay at a campground is so much lower than a hotel, but the gas prices, it's not making it up. So the fee to get to that campground. That's right. That's right. It's way up there. So not pretty. We're just, yeah, there you go. All right. Well, All right. I hear Coco in the background or, or we go. So they're, they're telling us we got to hurry go. up here. Yeah. So we, yes. we goes like, Hey, let's go get this thing moving. All right. Uh, th that'll bring us to our resources of the week. We go, we're, we're getting there. 
Uh, my resource of the week is going to be Crossover Anaheim. Amy, we've got Crossover coming again on the Saturday before the annual meeting. So if you're coming out early, maybe doing some Disney, want to help out with Crossover, that is on the 11th of June, and that's going to be sports camps in the area. So they're going to do sports camps at churches in the area all across Southern California and use those as evangelistic outreach events. So that's going to be the crossover event. You can find out all the information you need about crossover over at nam.net slash crossover. That's nam.net slash crossover for all the information on the sports camps and evangelistic outreach in Southern California on the Saturday before the annual meeting. Amy, your resource of the week is? A new book coming out April 1st called Counseling Women, Biblical Wisdom for Life's Battles. It's by Kristen Kellen, who is a professor here at Southeastern Seminary and a good friend of mine. Very excited. Um, It really addresses common struggles that women face. There are chapters on depression, anxiety, infertility, trauma, abuse, disordered eating, and more. So it's uh, got a great... um, you know, theological foundation, but kind of interweaves a lot of uh, therapeutic things with scripture. So just a really good resource that I am excited about. Can't wait to get my copy. And Kristen's just an amazing uh, professor and amazing counselor. So this is, this is going to be a, an incredible resource that even those of us, honestly, who don't, you know, I'm not a counselor, but at the same time, I think this can help me just in talking with friends and other women in ministry settings, things like that. So yeah. that's mine. All right. Very cool. All right. Well, congratulations to her on that. And uh, you said it releases uh, the 1st of April. Is that right? That's right. That's right. right. So should be available for pre-order now. All right. Well, Amy, that's going to do it for our show this week and bring us to the Disney portion of the week. Um, all right. Because I can't come out here and do all this and then not talk about it, right? It's worth it, folks, if you want to tack on some Disney time to your trip here in Southern California at the annual meeting. Disneyland is absolutely worth it. If I had to pick one day in one park, I would pick Disneyland over Magic Kingdom in Florida, hands down, every day of the week. Okay. It's got more. It's better. The rides that you are familiar with from Florida are better here in California. So here I stand. Disneyland is the top single park of the Disney franchise. I'm fascinated to see that. I've not been to Disneyland since I was 14 years old. Well, it has changed. Yeah, I would imagine so. In in the decades since. And uh, I I highly recommend pick you a day. Just get a day. Do Disneyland. If you could do two, do a park hopper the second day. Do a bunch of California Adventure stuff, too. It's really cool. I mean, you could spend a whole day in California Adventure, but you really want to spend time in the Disneyland proper park. And okay, it it is worth it uh, to do at least a day if you can, and do the lightning lanes because you can get a lot done without wasting your time standing around in lines. And the lines actually do move fast. I, our kids, you know, we do a lot of theme parks. We do Dollywood a ton, Silver Dollar City. We've done Disney World now at Disneyland, and they were like they were making note of how quick the lines moved. If you were in the lightning lanes and also if you're in, you know, the shorter lanes that are, you know, 20 or 30 minutes, those kind of things. Now, we we did not do anything that was like an hour or something wait, but we did several. I mean, we rode everything and the kids had a great time and we never really felt like we waited too long for anything. So it was great. It really, really was. So great time here. The only thing I would say that that Magic Kingdom does better is sit down dining. There's just not enough dining options here at Disneyland. They don't have the space for all the bigger restaurant type things. There's a lot of counter service stuff. 
but Disneyland is a better park for if you have a day to do something. Uh, so that's just my take. And also Rise of the Resistance, absolutely worth the price of admission alone. That, that okay. Star Wars ride is spectacular. I was blown away. I had really high expectations and it exceeded them. So the entire family loved it. It was, it was by far the number one ride we did. The whole family agreed. So yeah, you get that everywhere from a 42 year old mom of four all the way down to the seven year old daughter. So all of them agreed that rise of the resistance was the best thing. So. All right. I'll put a thread out on Twitter later about my thoughts on Disney this week. So, because I have a lot. Okay. But well, I can't wait. If you're coming, go to Disneyland if you can. If you go over to the annual meeting website at spcannualmeeting.net, there's a link to some discounted tickets there as well. So we do have a deal with Disney as a meeting host here. So if you're interested in that, get your discounted tickets and do it. Awesome. Highly recommend. All right. Okay. Well, Amy, I'm going to jump on a plane and head back home and get back to Nashville. Get back into the groove and back into the swing of things next week. And uh, I'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.